Welcome everybody to Beat the Shift Baseball. This is episode 38 for Wednesday, August 15th. I'm Alex Uwe, here today with Ray Estrada. How are you doing, man? I'm doing fine. How are you over there in lovely Sweden? I'm doing fantastic. I'm just so pumped to talk baseball again. We're an international podcast now. How does that feel? It feels pretty cool I, to me. I, I, like, I like the sound of that. I, it, it sounds way better when you put it that way and when you don't put it in the way that I'm here 9 o'clock in the morning and you're recording in the middle of the night. We're getting very different vibes right now. I've got morning vibes. You've got middle of the night kind of vibes. But it's all the same. We haven't talked baseball in over two weeks, which is unacceptable in my opinion. But uh, I have been keeping up as best I can. It normally entails me watching baseball highlights right when I wake up in the morning because everything happens in the middle of the goddamn night for me. So it is, it, it's a lot of fun here. And from what I've seen, I've been, you know, missing a lot of really good baseball back stateside. So let's talk about, let's just get into it. Let's talk about the man who's just tearing up the world. It is happening now, better late than never. Ronald Acuna is doing it. He is on all kinds of crazy hot streaks right now. Six homers in his last four days. That's uh, at least a homer in five straight games. One of those was a doubleheader. He has also had three straight leadoff homers in that stretch. And to round that out, eight homers in his last eight games. So that's a lot of numbers and a lot of homers for Ronald Acuna. Gotta have more end with that tilde there. How is Acuna doing this? This is what we expected, but this is like, he's Mike Trout already. What What's going on? Did, did I mean, I didn't something? we say he was, we said he was going to be Mike Trout, wasn't he? I mean, this, I, I honestly don't know what to say in the fact that we thought he was going to be spectacular this year and he was good but not spectacular and now he's spectacular. Yeah, and I feel bad for all the people who, you so quickly dismissed him as, you know, being overhyped. This is this is what a can't-miss prospect should look like. I'm not going to say he's going to finish the season with 40 homers, but he's up to 19 right now, and he missed a good chunk of time during the season. So, you know, Ronald Acuna, I'm loving what you're doing. We're probably going to see the Braves in the playoffs this at this rate uh, because they've just been incredible, and they've got young pitching. That's been pitching pretty well. Not to mention, you know, there's another young player named Ozzy Albies who hasn't been doing all that much lately, but he's there. And, oh yeah, Freddie Freeman, who was one of the MVP frontrunners for a long time, he's there too. So the Braves are in really good shape. But just in terms of rookie of the year races, it kind of looked... We, we checked in again on this, I think, a month ago. And Juan Soto looked to have this in the bag and he still might run away with this because Soto has not slowed down either Soto's been really good the entire time he's been up and you know that's that says a lot about a kid who just hasn't even played at all in AAA made his debut way earlier than anybody thought and still happens to be riding with a 500 ball club that's the Nationals who are at 60 and 60 right now, can't seem to make up any ground, are losing a lot of games. We'll talk about them a little bit more as a team in a bit. But in terms of Soto versus Acuna, Acuna is definitely uh, 
making more waves right now. But Juan Soto might be the best teenage player ever at this rate. Like he's been that good. I don't know if you realize that. Which one? No, I, I which know. One do I realize think, Soto's been good. Which one do you think right now deserves it in the National League more? I think Soto still leaves it because he has put up ridiculous numbers ever since he's come up in what was it May or June? Mm-hmm. Let, let, um, let me put some numbers to that to that you know description real quick. Thank you because I don't have them in front 15 of fifteen homers <laughs> in this is in like seventy four games. Fifteen homers, three three hundred one average, four twenty one on base, five seventy four slugging. That's a nine sixty eight OPS. So he's doing it all. He's getting on base. Yeah. He's hitting for power. He plays good defense in the outfield from what I've seen. And he just he does does it does it all. Acuna the same way though. Also just a dynamic five tool player and his numbers are shooting up very fast. You know, go ahead and continue about uh Soto though. Yeah, no, Soto I give him the edge over Acuna because he's been more consistent. Ronald Acuna has been very good as of late and as I mentioned has been good. Uh, Maybe underwhelming for what we wanted, but he's been he's been good all year. But uh, I I think both these guys project very well going forward. I think we can see them battling it out in that division for uh, many years to come. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then to to compare real quick, sixty seven games for Acuna, he's up to nineteen homers, like I mentioned, two eighty eight average, three forty six on base, five seventy six slugging. That's good for a nine twenty two OPS. So both really good dynamic i i didn't think player. the numbers would be that close i didn't know soto would actually play more games than acuna well yeah acuna missed quite a bit of time with that he did that knee injury that he had earlier this year knee and it was like knee and back at the same time i don't know it was an ugly injury where he stepped on the base it was weird it's it's all behind him it seems now and i just don't want anything bad to happen to him because this is this is fun to watch and um i guess since we're talking rookies in the American League also, Shohei Otani as a hitter has been phenomenal. Like, better than I could have hoped. People were talking about Otani like, oh, he's going to be mainly a pitcher and he's going to add a little bit of value on the offensive side. He has been on it since making that full-time switch and he is rehabbing his arm. He is apparently thrown off a mound. He could pitch again this year. I don't know how comfortable I I don't know how that makes me feel um, because I'm scared of his of his ligaments now of all of them but Otani this year as a hitter he's got 12 homers 271 average 349 on base 522 slugging like that's he's it's an 870 OPS hitter as a rookie and he's a two-way player this is like this was supposed to be a supplemental thing this this whole hitting thing too is already amazing pitching, so you know even when he's not a two way player currently, he still blows my mind whenever I watch him play. Um, and then Gleyber Torres has done a lot of nothing since um, since going on that tear, <laughs> so there there the gap there is closing a little bit too. I mean it still might have to be Torres at this point though because that tear he went on was just too ridiculous to to ignore. Um, let's let's move on from rookies though, and we'll get into. Well, I'm just kind of recapping a lot of things right now because it has been a very long time since we talked about anything. There's so much that I've missed. Um, so you know, we'll talk about some of the recent news stories, but for the most part, 
I'm just going to be talking about what I've noticed, trends and things that I've really wanted to talk about. And one of those is the MVP race in the American League in particular, because Mike Trout is dealing with a wrist injury right now. And that is giving a lot of other contenders plenty of room to make their push. And they all kind of are. Jose Ramirez, J.D. Martinez, Mookie Betts, and Francisco Lindor, probably the other four front runners in the MVP race to go along with Trout. But, you know, now Trout's on the shelf for a little bit, at least probably another week or so is what I saw. But, um, you know, they're, they're not wasting that opportunity. Ramirez and J.D. Martinez especially just hitting homers every single day, it seems. Um, I don't know. We, we could talk about all these guys in depth. Which one of these guys stands out as a front runner to you right now, though, if you had to pick one? Of the four names that I mentioned, if I, if I had to go on, it's it's, I mean, it's really hard considering this four very quality MVP pl- MVP players from two teams. <laughs> um, I don't know. Bets, every single one jumps out to me. Bets, Ramirez, JD, especially. I think Lindor is kind of the fourth guy in that, but not saying bad. He's also um, the only shortstop and plays yeah. amazing defense though too. Wins above replacement. I'm sure loves him. For yeah. That, so. It is crazy what these guys are doing, though. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I can't, I can't pick a front runner because you, you want to knock JD for being mostly a DH, but his offense is absolutely ridiculous, Um, and and everybody else, all these guys are just unstoppable this year. Mm -hmm. And if uh, you know, I like, I like to shed a little light on the, on, and give some context to, to everything we're saying. Uh, so for Jose Ramirez, 36 homers to this point, 305 average, 414 on base, 640 slugging percentage. That's a 1054 OPS on the season. Oh, and 27. how many stolen bases? Oh, and 27 stolen yeah. bases too. No big yeah. deal. Um, that's ridiculous. JD Martinez, like you said, does play DH most of the time, but also is just absolutely mashing the ball. He might be the best hitter. In baseball right now is that ridiculous to say i mean all no, of these guys are not. up there yeah he's he's mashing it he all right he is hitting he's got 37 homers 333 average 400 on base 665 slugging percentage and that's a 1065 ops so jd martinez probably doesn't have the same the same um chances because of the whole dh thing like any other year probably would be but then yeah you look at guys like Ramirez and then you look at Mookie Betts who's sitting at 20 set just 27 homers but 350 average 439 on base <laughs> 668 slugging that's a 1106 OPS and 24 stolen bases from, from the leadoff oh spot. my <laughs> yeah out of the wait has he been still hitting leadoff I think he is that's crazy Mookie Betts my goodness, the Red Sox just all around are ridiculous. <laughs> I cannot believe what the, the Red Sox are doing right now. And as a Yankees fan, it breaks my heart. But then I look up and we still have, the Yankees have the second best record in baseball still. So who's, you know, I, I, you can only be so upset about that. Um, and then I guess to round things out, I'll, I'll say Lindor's number two, Lindor's numbers also. He's at 29 homers. Uh, that's yeah, 29 homers, 293 average, 
373 on base, 557 slugging. It's a really good year. Probably not going to make that MVP push, though, compared to those other stat lines that I put up there. But um, I, I would say hearing those numbers, the two would be the, the two that jump out are Betts and Ramirez just because the stolen base numbers, I think, um, in a year that is so tight, uh, in a race that's so tight like this one, I think that's a, that can be a huge factor. Well, yeah, if you want to talk fantasy MVP, it's, oh, it's yeah. probably oh. Jose Ramirez or Mookie Betts. Like, Jose Ramirez is doing some insane things right now. Also, Mike Trout, 30 homers, 309 average, 459 on base percentage. 459 on base percentage, if I said that a little too fast for you. And then a 624 slugging to go with that 1083 OPS. Uh, I still like his chances a little bit if he comes back and keeps doing Mike Trout things. So... Who knows? It's it's really a tight race there. And then in the National League, it, it it's just the National League's been the exact opposite of the American League this year. Like nobody wants to win the, the MVP in the National League. It's it's Matt Carpenter right now, right? There's not really yeah. any conversation there. You could make an argument for for a pitcher. You could say Scherzer, Degrom, or somebody like that. But Matt Carpenter has gone on one of the most insane tears that I've ever seen. After a horrid start to the season. Well, yeah, like since I think it was since like May thirteenth or something, he's been the best hitter in baseball. Like that's yeah, he he batted like under two hundred in the month of April. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Well, Matt Carpenter has improved himself to thirty three homers, two seventy seven average, three eighty nine on base in a five ninety two slugging. That's a nine eighty one OPS, and that is like the clear cut MVP leader right now in the National League, and it's still not like nowhere near the numbers of like three or four players in the American League, <laughs> which is amazing. The, just look at, well, you need to talk teams right now because there's been so many twists and turns in the standings, so much, you know, back and forth and so much lopsidedness in the American League that it's it's really bringing up the questions, again, even more than most years of, if we need to reconstruct how the playoffs are determined, because right now there are three teams in the AL West that have a better record than all National League teams. The Astros, the A's, and the Mariners all have better records than any National League team. And, oh yeah, the Red Sox and the Yankees have the two best records in baseball, and one of them is, you know, it's going to be the Yankees. I don't think the Yankees are going to hitch the Red Sox, if I'm being honest. They're going to have to fight it out in a one-game wild card, and they might have the second-best record in baseball. So that doesn't seem quite fair, does it? Um, you know, we can talk about the playoff, you know, determining stuff later on. It's, it's still a little ways from the playoffs. But let's let's give some credit where credit's due. Let's talk about... The Oakland A's, first of all, who are now one game back of Houston. They demand to be taken seriously. They are 72 and 48. They just won two in a row against Seattle, who's also right there in the hunt. What are the A's doing? Am I missing something? Or is this just the same like magical 2013 A's vibes right now? Is, is that it? Or is there something that 
that's underlying here that that makes this all make sense i really don't know it it is a dominant bullpen that they've added to uh since before and after the trade trade deadline Blake trying has been fantastic um the thing is is that like you know Ch- chapman is is hitting very well uh jed lauer is having a, a kind of a renaissance season and they're winning one-run games. We talked about earlier in the season when Seattle was the, the hot team to talk about, and uh, could they win this division? And they're like, they're winning a bunch of one-run games because Edwin Diaz was so good. And now the A's are doing that. I think now the A's have the best record in one-run games in baseball. So I think it lights up open. I don't, I I don't know how this compares to the 2013 team, which I feel like didn't have a lot of. Uh, like young guys who should stay a long time, or maybe they did and they just sent them all away. But who knows? Oh, Josh Donaldson. <laughs> yeah, Josh Donaldson is a famous one. Um, yeah, man, the A's are just. Um, you forgot to mention Chris Davis, I think, also. Who's yes, just doing his thing. Chris, Chris Davis, who I I don't know if we mentioned it on the air, but he is now the Chris Davis and not Kyrus Davis. He is not the second. Yeah, the other Chris one. Davis. The other one is Cyrus Davis now. I think. Yeah. Is the new the new consensus. Right, yeah, because he's he's that irrelevant, but he's gonna hit his forty-two homers at the very least, like he does every single year. It seems, um, what a value for the A's. They've and, and he's hitting for a better average this year. Yeah, he's not hitting I mean, two twenty. <laughs> I I just I don't understand. The A's it. are legit people. If you don't if you don't know that already, they are. The but are also, legit. can you name like can you name three Oakland A's starters for me? Shamanaya and two other guys who I can't name. And friends. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) It's crazy the guys that are running out there. Like Trevor Trevor Cahill is back. Oh, that's where he starts. Um, I think Edwin Jackson has been still on a regular rotation turn for the A's. Um, I'm struggling with this, and I am a huge roster guy. Um, They got Mike Fires in a trade. He just pitched yesterday. And or to yet yesterday, and won a game for them. They've got the most ragtag team of pitchers that a seventy-two win team could possibly have. They're just straight money balling it right now. I'm pretty sure Brett Anderson is starting for them on a somewhat regular basis. Um, I can't believe he's healthy else? in August. Yeah, who like I don't even know who else. But like you said, the bullpen's been great. Um, you know, Blake Trinan is he might be the best closer in baseball this season anyway well i mean there's there's edwin diaz also so both l both al west closers in that mix there are two of the best and then they've also got guys like lou trevino who have been great um fernando rodney they added they added yours familia both at the trade deadline so there's a lot to like about the a's i would be shocked if they actually continued this and ended up making the playoffs. I'm going to be honest. If they did, it would be magical. It would be amazing. I just can't see it happening, man. Because Seattle is a legitimately good team. And then I feel like the A's are just smoking mirrors right now. Also, you know? Like, I don't know how to what extent they, they can keep it up. So it really does look like it's between Oakland and Seattle. And then, like... 
nobody else really. But yeah, I I think it could definitely be timing though because it seemed. I mean, I remember talking about Seattle. A lot of people kind of thought Seattle was smoke and mirrors, and they had their ups and downs. The A's are on a on a heater right now, and they they might come down off of that. As you mentioned, their starters are Benaya fires and guys who you can't believe are still in the league. Um, but I I think it all come down to timing in terms of playoffs. I think Seattle can definitely get hot, steal that second wild card. A's could. Uh, if they cool down, they could get hot at the end of September or steal the second wild card. So it'll be fun to watch. Yeah, it is. I'm going to be watching closely with that race. And then on the other side of things in the National League, just the way it is this year, the exact opposite. Like I mentioned, no teams with 70 wins in that league. So the the NL West is extremely close. There's four teams that are right there, you know, within what, five games of each other? And the Diamondbacks currently lead the way. The Rockies and the Dodgers are right there next to them, and then the Giants just a couple more games back. Um, I don't really want to get you going on the Dodgers because I know you have nothing but bad things to say about them. <laughs> but um, I'll, let, I'll, give you, I'll give you a brief moment to, uh, to vent if you have anything that you need to get off your chest here. Um, well... I, the, the Dodgers are in a bit of a pickle right now. Um, well, Kevin Jansen seem, is out. You don't seem too upset about it, so. <laughs> it's late, so maybe I don't seem that upset. <laughs> but um, the, So Kenley Jansen is shelved for a month. He had an irregular heartbeat. He's an issue he's had before. It came up in Colorado. He's going to be out for at least a month, and the Dodgers need to find somebody or one or two guys who can step up ninth inning so far for five straight games. Nobody's been able to do that. Uh, a starter has not taken a a lost decision since August 4th. Um, the Dodgers bullpen has lost the last six Dodgers losses. So um, some of that can maybe put on Dave Roberts and the guys he throws out there. But at the end of the day, the whole mix of guys has struggled. So, it, they didn't add what I thought they could have added, but somebody's got to step up. Yeah, I mean they they tried bumping a uh, stripling in Maeda to the bullpen to try to alleviate some of that stress because they got way too many starters, and then I think uh, Maeda Maeda just, took the loss Maeda tonight. Maeda just yeah. took the loss tonight. So we'll see where the Dodgers end up going after trading for a couple really good players in Machado and Dozier. Not looking so good. Oh yeah, and they got into a brawl, but that doesn't really matter. Yeah. It's just Yasiel Puig. Screw the Giants. Being a well, Yasiel Puig's gonna get suspended for shoving Nick Hundley in the face. It wasn't really a necessary thing to do. I think it was just a little. Nick Hundley, pent, Nick Hundley should just keep rage. his mouth shut. It's a little pent up rage there. I think is is most of uh, what we were seeing, but um, figured that was worth mentioning too. So let's well then also the Central Division has been really close also you've got the cubs at the top but the brewers are right there and the cardinals now making a push with their mvp matt carpenter um they are all really good looking teams compared to the nl west teams i would say um i could definitely see at least two teams coming out of the central for that wild card spot and you know pittsburgh has been good they are two games over 500. They made moves to 
make themselves better for a playoff push. They have a lot of work to do, but it's definitely possible. If, we, if we're saying it's possible for the Nationals, we're 500 right now and are third in their division, then it's definitely possible for Pittsburgh to get hot at the right time. So, of course, in the East, the Braves, like I said, are really good. The Phillies are right there also, though. Phillies, Gabe Kapler, it seems to be working. I, I, I can still fondly remember the first week of the season when we were talking about how incompetent Gabe Kapler was with his bullpen usage and um, there's a lot of shenanigans going on surrounding him. All of that seems to be forgiven. The Phillies doing what they're doing. Reese Hoskins is probably the best first baseman in the game now. Like that's that's how far we've come. That's how that's how much things have changed. So let's um let's continue on here. We I I just wanted to talk about all the divisions because it is you know it's nice to just uh, refresh everything. Let's um let's get into one of the other things that happened recently, and that would be David Boats. Is it Bodie? I assume it's Bo- David. I like Bodie more. Can I call him David Bodie? I'm gonna call him David Bodie. David Bodie of the Cubs hit a walk-off grand slam against the Nationals last week, and it was not just any ordinary walk-off grand slam. It was what could be coined the golden walk-off grand slam, where the Cubs, with the bases loaded and two outs and down to their last strike. Down by three. Down by three, and had been shut out to this point. I believe this is the first down by three go-ahead grand slam to break up a shutout ever. There's been a lot of random stats flying around about this that aren't all that important, but Bodie did it. He did it on ESPN, was it the Sunday night game, right? And It was a Sunday night it game. It was a great, you got a Matt Vaskersian call, it was all a good time. He hit, you know, one of the most iconic walk-off homers of the season, probably. Great celebration at the plate, they ripped his jersey off and all that. Um, David Bodie, though, is the one to, uh, to be the hero for the Cubs. He's been pretty good since coming up for them. He's got like a an OPS over 900 also, even though he hasn't been playing all that much. So the Cubs are still just finding a way to get done. Even without Chris Bryant right now, Anthony Rizzo hasn't been Rizzo. You know, they've just been kind of scraping by. Javier Baez has been really good. But um, anyway, that golden walk-off Grand Slam is pretty amazing. I, I, like, I like stats like that. I'm sure you do as well. Um... This is more of an opportunity to talk about the Nationals and how they've fallen completely flat, it seems. Even though Bryce Harper has completely turned it around since the All-Star break. This is a 1099 OPS since the All-Star break. So, what's going on? It's just every everybody tired on the Nationals. Nobody wants to even make it to the playoffs to, to face the disappointment of losing in the division series. Is that what's <laughs> going on here? Yeah, I mean, it's... Nationals have a some bad luck and just underperformance. Um, Harper early in the year, but certainly not now. Um, two of their three-headed uh, bullpen is hurt. Doolittle and Herrera are hurt. Madsen's taking care of saves, but that just means that there's um, high leverage situations in the seventh and eighth that aren't getting picked up by a Herrera or a Madsen. Um, and yeah, no, Murphy hasn't been good. Adam Eaton hasn't been good. 
just a lot of guys haven't been that good this year. Um, it's it's a little surprising, um, but maybe years of disappointment in a in the playoffs uh, can affect how you really kind of push for a season. I don't know though. Yeah, and you know maybe the Nationals muster up enough energy to to try to get into that wild card game, but it remains to be seen. It is a really close National League wild card race and division races too for that matter. So keep your eyes on the standings, everybody. It's gonna get good down the stretch here. It is already mid-August, if you haven't noticed, so um, we are getting to that point. September call-ups are around the corner. So we are just about done here for today. I also there's a couple more things that I want to update you on. And we did there's so many things that we didn't talk about at all that I'm sure are very noteworthy that we'd normally talk about, but it's just how it goes. I do want to check in on Jacob deGrom, who I'm still really hoping can out-war his win total. And it's making things difficult that he won his last two games, and he's now improved his record to 7-7, and and somehow also lowered his FIP in that time, which was already stupid low. Um, He is at 7.1 baseball reference war, so he is still got more wins above replacement than wins in that regard but if you if you're a fan graphs person it's only 6.3 uh, wins above replacement there so if degrom can just stop winning games again and continue to dominate that would be great um because i really want to see somebody win the cy young with a seven and seven record and more wins above replacement than wins i feel like that'd be amazing but maybe that's just me. Maybe most people do feel bad for him and want him to win games. I'm the opposite, I guess. Um, there were, you know, like I said, lots of other things that happened that I'd really like to talk about. The the insane monster throw from from a I don't even remember the Oakland center fielder's name that made that throw. Do you L- remember? Loriano. Yeah. That guy. That that was amazing. Best throw of the year. Are you kidding me? Best throw. But also, of the year. what's that runner doing? <laughs> well, you figure it's hit that deep in the gap. You gotta score if it ends up in the gap. You know, you you figure that the center fielder's not gonna make some insane monster throw from the warning track, even if it is caught. So, I don't know. It wasn't all that bad, in my opinion. I I only say that because Loriano took like th- three to four shuffles. Well, he wound up. Yeah, he did have to like change his momentum completely because he was running away towards the track. But either way, amazing play. Um, fantastic throw. Fantastic Had a lot of time throw. to do it. <laughs> hey, come on! You're just you're just taking away from this now. There's no point in that. Um, yeah, and let's we'll we'll continue on here. We have one more little segment for for you before we wrap up the show here. And uh, it is a little a little shout out to all of the uh, the teams that are relevant because we don't we don't talk about you much, but we wanna to give you give you a little bit of a shout out anyway. So go ahead and explain our our segment now. Uh, so yeah, we've done this before uh, mainly when it's just you and me, so we don't we can't really do stacking. But I know you like to uh, you like guys that just. Nobody knows on random teams. Guys that like make me say, out. who the heck is this guy? Yes. That's the name of the segment also. We're going with who the heck is this guy. 
And Who the uh, heck is this guy? You're going to give me some names, and I'm going to guess their team and their position and see how many. Yes, I, right. I, I, I have three names. Okay. I think, I hope I pick better names than I did last time because you knew two of them very okay. easy last time. But um, we'll start with the first one, Jace Fry. Jace Fry is a Chicago White Sox reliever. Good for you. I knew that one. He's been pitching I all year. I didn't know that. I knew that one. He did have a lot of games under his belt. I wasn't sure if you know that. Okay. I don't pay attention to the White Sox that well. He's like closing uh, for them now. Like, oh, is he? Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. They traded Soria. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next one is Alan Hansen. That's the Giants uh, utility man. I'm bad at picking names. You're man. really bad at this. Do you have any, you have any deep? I, we need to go deeper. I want like guys that are that have been up for like a week or that have like five at that's The name. last one might be okay. Good, Mir- Mirandy Gonzalez. Morandi. Mirandy Gonzalez. Mirandy. Like Gonzalez. Randy with a me on the front of it. Oh God, yeah, you you, you dialed it up there. I'm gonna guess. Ah. Uh... That's a tough one. I'm going to guess Marlins infielder. Marlins pitcher. Oh, that's close. Do I get do I get partial partial points there? You got the majority anyways. Okay. Well, you, you need to pick some better names. Those are names I do. I I'm not I'm not in tune with the rest of MLB and like deep roster as much as you are. Yeah. Well, before David Bodie hit that walk-off homer, how how would you do with that name? Really, like when you think about it, I he's on, think he's I on a good team. Before. Maybe, maybe you have, maybe you haven't. It remains to be seen, but um, yeah, that is gonna do it for our podcast today. Uh, it, it's good to be back. The international podcast is is one hundred percent back, and it's a good feeling. So, you know, if you if you enjoyed it, if you want us to do more then I recommend that you check out our website, beattheshiftbaseball.com, to check out all of our podcasts and other things that have been going on. Not a lot lately, but hopefully a little bit more going forward. And if you really enjoyed it, rate, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff, um, at BeattheshiftBP on social media as well. Twitter, mostly. That's where you can do all that. So thank you one last time, everybody, for joining us. As always, Ray... Peace. Also, Big Al hits dingers. What? <laughs> <laughs>